everybody, and welcome to this extra edition of the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. My name is George Darden. I'm an endurance athlete and coach here in Atlanta, Georgia. Just this past weekend, on the 10th of June, Patrick and I released our regular news and research podcast. And I hope you listened to it, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you give your feedback on it. But uh, we realized after we released it that we left out one of the biggest pieces of news from the entire weekend. Uh, Between the time we recorded it and between the time we released it, uh, the NCAA track championships took place. And for those who follow track and field, you saw that the University of Georgia Bulldogs won the men's NCAA track championship, and the women finished a very, very, very close second, uh, as close as you could possibly finish second, as a matter of fact. Well, because we have a relationship with Josh Glass, who we interviewed on the podcast a few weeks ago, And because Josh is a team chiropractor for the University of Georgia Bulldog track team, uh, we decided to reach out to Josh and see if we could have a short conversation with him in which he could tell us about the ins and outs of that four-day meet. Kind of what everybody was feeling, how it all went, and all that sort of thing. And so uh, we reached out to him, we were able to record it, and we wanted to release this this midweek extra edition so you could listen to that. Uh, So without further ado, let's hear from Josh. Well, dude, thanks for uh, thanks for talking to us on short notice. I really appreciate it. So it was funny because we we recorded our news and research, and then released that. You know, had plans to release that on Sunday, and we're talking about you know Sarah Hall's Ottawa Marathon and the Giro d'Italia and all this other endurance news. And then out of the out of the blue, in the last forty eight hours before we released our our, our podcast, uh, the UJ men's and women's track team go to the NCAA's and finished first and second. <laughs> um, and so, so we're releasing this like as an addendum to the uh, the news and research that we released uh, uh, on last Sunday. That's great because I think the addendum might be better than the uh, the original product. So, <laughs> so let's we'll get see. it out there, man. That, 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 that's going to be up to you, big, man. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh man! And so, so. A lot of so, so for folks who are not fans of track and field, which I can't imagine anybody listening to this podcast is not, but for people who who somehow missed the update, uh, the University of Georgia men finished first in the NCAA championship, and the uh, the women finished second in the NCAA championship over the weekend. So, uh, pretty incredible performances, as a matter of fact. And uh, and Josh, you were there. Yes, sir. Tell us what you were doing. I was, uh, I was, I was the uh, the staff chiropractor. I was a uh, a contractor basically that was brought in to help the uh the team this year um at the championship meets so i went to sec indoors na- indoor national championships and i went to sec outdoors and then this past ncaa championships in eugene oregon very cool um and so i mean what, what all did that involve i mean staff chiropractor do they all get chiropractic care um on the team, pretty much, yes. Everybody that we're at those championships, uh, I, I took care of um, for the most part. But um, I, I joined their full-time uh, sports medicine staff. So there were two full-time athletic trainers and then a graduate assistant athletic trainer that are, that are with them day in, day out the entire year. So those are honestly the guys that did, did the lion's share of the work. And I just showed up to hopefully be, you know, uh, a factor that would, would help a little bit um, as they uh, they were trying to win the championship. Right on, right on. Um, so tell me this: Did the women won indoor, right? Correct. Did 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 the men and the women go into this meet with the expectation that they were going to win? Um, yeah, they both went to the expectation they were going to win. The prognosticators and the uh, 
the 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 form charts didn't have the guys as much of a, a chance. They were ranked like third or, or lower. Um, the girls really were expected to challenge for the win. So it, it was an interesting weekend because the way they've done NCAAs for the last two years is they separate them each day, meaning the guys went first one day with mostly prelims and a couple field finals. And then the next day, the women went prelims, a couple field finals. And then the third day, the guys went. And so on the third day, the guys win. And right. it was amazing. And all of a sudden, you got to start over again for the women. Right. And it was, you know, anybody that saw it knows that it was uh, – it was really, really close and came down to the last race and hundredth of a second, which ironically is exactly what happened to the the, the girls last year. But they, they did amazing. Um, they had a couple of girls not do as well as they had hoped, and they still rallied and scored points all the way to the end to almost win it. Right on, right on. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the men first. Um, so so okay. Um, uh, the men they they jumped out to that early lead because was was the hammer the very yeah. first event? Yes. And, and Denzel and, from uh, Amsterdam uh, won, won the hammer. It was kind of a back and forth, but then he had a big a big throw, and then he had three hours to come back and do the hammer same mm-hmm. day or do the the shot put. I'm sorry with the the next event after the hammer. Okay, and he won that too. Yep. Very good. So, 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 so that ju- was so jumped out to an early lead thanks to Denzel there. Yeah, that was that was obviously to to win to get twenty points from one athlete in one day. I guess somebody had done it previously in two thousand eight, Corey Martin from Auburn, but never with three hours in between the same day. Yeah. So a lot of the the uh, the throws experts were saying it's really hard to go right from one throw to another because they're very different. Um, but he, uh, he's, he's a big time competitor and he, he, he's really smart, kind of quiet and goofy. And at the, the team meeting the night before it started, he, he got up and gave a speech, which was very, uh, unlike him. And he just talked about everybody doing their best and, and, uh, supporting the team. And he, he certainly did that. For sure. For sure. And so he kind of sets it off on the right foot there. And then, so, so what's the feel? Feels like man, that that was amazing. He did the best thing he could possibly do. He had two decathletes that were competing that day, and they were doing good. Couldn't tell how how good they were at the end of the first day. They really started to roll, and then into the second day, they they took off. And so they ended up uh, two guys from Estonia, a senior uh, Carl, and then a freshman Johannes, and they ended up second and third. So you add on uh, another 14 points right there. Mm-hmm. And we're we're in the mix. Right on. Um, Florida had been slated to win, and they have uh, they have a, a superstar named Grant Holloway mm-hmm. that he won the high hurdles, but he was projected to win the long jump, and he didn't score. So that was a big point swing uh, for Georgia. And then Georgia Georgia ended up scoring two two uh, finishers in the like a lot of points, like eight points or something in the in the in the long jump. I want to say. Not the long jump, but the high jump. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, that was going on. That was one of the last events, and that was really, you know, we knew that was it was all or nothing. Um, one of the the freshmen, a guy from Greece, Antonius, he he barely qualified. He wasn't picked to do anything. He PR'd and got seventh, um, and then the other guy uh, got third. Um, so it was uh, Keenan uh, really stepped up. 
And so yeah, then we've you've got a good uh, eight points there, which were huge. And we had two finalists in the sprints. Um, Kendall Kendall Williams got third in the 200, which really kind of sealed it. And then we had another uh, CJ, um, uh, another senior, uh, got seventh in the hundred. Right on, right on. Um, all, so I'm, I, I I think I texted you. So, so I was watching it with my father-in-law sitting in Florida, and uh, you know he was happy. Wasn't he? So yeah, yeah, he was. He's a Georgia fan. You know that. Yeah. So so three hours later, you know, and 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 it was during the men's 5K. So it was a little bit after uh, a little bit after 10 o'clock. And they just showed the team scores, and I was like, "There's not a whole lot of events left here, and Georgia's ahead." Yeah. <laughs> and so I texted you, Josh, and said, "said Is Georgia gonna win this thing?" And and you said you texted back, "Looks like it." And uh, so so when did you know? When when did y'all kind of really feel like not that it was in the bag, but but when when were you like, "Looks like we're gonna win this thing"? When at this, and that's what's fun about track and field. If you're really a fan, there's a lot of stuff going on at once. So. I was with the head coach, uh, Petros. He was coaching his athletes in the, the high jump. And at the same time, we're watching the triple jump because Florida has two athletes there. Mm-hmm. And, and so we knew it, 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 that the way it all panned out between the high jump and the 200 for us and then the triple jump for Florida, we, we knew after that. Now, once we realized that, we said, okay, we have, we have enough points that even if Florida wins the 4x4, or any other team wins in four by four that can't beat us. But going to that 5K, we looked, and Alabama was actually in the vicinity, and they had three Kenyans mm-hmm. in the 5K. Right. So everybody's kind of like, oh, my gosh, do they have a chance? Those guys are pretty good. You know, mathematically, if they swept, if they got 24 points in the 5K, they could have gotten past us. And, you know, we, we our, the distance coach, Pat, kind of was like, no, they, they're not that good. But everybody was just, you don't want to celebrate Right. And, and have it come down. And so, but we looked at it and there was such good, you know, the Syracuse runner, the Stanford runners, they were such studs in that race. The Alabama kids had run the 10 K and so they ended up not scoring a point out of those three. So mm-hmm. it was it never, so it was going into the four by four last event. We already knew we won. We're already gathered to go down the field. So it was, it was really fun. Right on, right on. I'm gonna let Patrick talk to you about the women's because because uh, Patrick actually got his master's degree at, at Purdue. Yeah, that was a uh, brutal race to watch. I've never <laughs> seen two of my teams lose in one foul swoop, yeah. um, or, or or maybe say uh, come short of victory. Now, w- w- talk us through watching that four by four. Well, let's let's back up and tell the story first. Okay, okay. So yeah, go ahead. Back. Let's let's talk through uh, kind of women's weekend and and how you saw it play out leading up to the four by four. So you talked about how... Well, the first... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The first day, when the, when the women won indoors, they really did it because the first day, they went one, two, three in the long jump. When you get 24 points, it's just... And you have other good people, it, it just, uh, you know, it, it's hard to come back. Now, this year, in the long jump, we only got 15 points, and we had our girl, Kate Hall, that was defending champ, not score. So it was a really it was a rough first day from that standpoint. I mean, 15 points is still great. Um, it might have been 14 actually. We got first and fifth. So our our senior Katira Orji won her seventh national championship while at Georgia. She'd go on the next day to win the triple jump to win her eighth national championship. 
So you get, again, we got 20 points from one amazing athlete. But our, our coaching staff, our head coach wasn't confident after that first day. He, he realized that we, you know, left points in the field. But we, we came in on a roll the second day. Our heptathlete was in first place. Um, really early on, our freshman, Lena Irby, won the 400 in uh, collegiate record time. Um, the, uh, you know, number, or not collegiate, championship record time, number two time ever in the NCAA. She broke 50 seconds for the quarter. And so you got another 10 points there. So we knew we were in the hunt, um, depending on what other teams did. And Oregon had a lot of athletes make finals. Um, USC was looming, and Stanford had gotten 25 points the first day in throws. Hmm. So we're in it, but the second day, all of our athletes had to do great, or we wouldn't have a chance. And the toughest moment was we have a senior, uh, Tatiana from Greece, who had gotten second last year in the high jump and was really favored to win, and she was jumping and just pouring downfall. I mean, you couldn't see. Hmm. And everybody had a hard time, and she ended up getting seventh. So we got two points rather than 10. So at that point, we didn't really think there was as much of a chance to win. But as it progressed, we win the, the 400 with our freshman. She comes back 29 minutes later and gets third. So you got 16 points in a short amount of time. We win the triple jump and get another 10 points. Um, our heptathlete finishes a close second. And so at that point, we're adding it up and we're looking and saying, you know what, there's a good shot here. But it was as dramatic as it was for Georgia to lose when Purdue got run down the four by four. The same Stanford had it won for a couple of minutes before that. They had a uh, their discus throw was in first place. And if she had won the discus, Stanford would have won. But she got on the last throw, two girls beat her. And so they lost, you know, four points there. Oh wow! And then if if they would have if Stanford would have won the 5K, they would have won the meet, and their 5K runner took the lead with 300 to go, <laughs> and then she got passed by by four people at the end. Now also in that 5K, and if you watch the ESPN, it was an example of how big idiots those guys are. It was Dwight Stones, I believe. We had a 5K runner in the 5K. Um, Jessica Drop, who's a cross-country All-American. She got fifth at indoor nationals in the 5K. And the whole time, Dwight said, well, Georgia's not going to score any more points in the 5K. We don't, they don't have anybody. So Jessica rallied and got seventh. She got two points. Hmm. So with those two points, that put us a point ahead of Stanford. We would have been two points behind them without it. And it put Georgia in the position that USC had to win the 4x4 to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, Georgia was in the same position. If they get down to the 4x4 and Oregon had to win it to win the national championship. And if you remember how that happened, their, their 800 runner, Raven Rogers, kicked down a runner who happened to be Kendall Ellis from USC. That's how that's how Oregon won the national championship last year. This year, Kendall Ellis runs the best finish I've ever seen, ever, in any level, I think. Her last 100 was amazing. So, uh, so, Ken, so Kendall Ellis from USC had in her head the fact that she had been beaten in the last 100 last. of the 4x4 four four last year. Yep. And so, so that was fueling it. So this was like a big redemptive moment for her. 
uh, as she goes into that last hundred. Definitely. And, and she had been beaten in the open 400 by Georgia's freshman. I mean, Kendall Irby. So I think it was a couple. Mm-hmm. For them. She knew the team title was on the line, mm-hmm. but it is. So it was, it was, we didn't really think that we would have the chance to win it until all those things happened in the 5k. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, you're constantly tabulating. Like you need math majors around you. To, you need to add Georgia it all Tech up people. You're at your, <laughs> you need you need Georgia Tech people. Um, so it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty heartbreaking, but it was still you know super proud of the team you know and the staff they did great and uh, they still if you if you combine the scores of the two Georgia was far, by far and away the best you know men's and women's team in the country. Oh yeah, but it was certainly dramatic and it was nice to see track get a lot of. Uh, coverage from that and it she ran amazing um the the purdue girl didn't run horrible the the oregon girl that was in second place behind the purdue girl was also really fast and she didn't gain any ground on the purdue girl it's just that kendall ellis ran so fast right right that he was able to so it was it was dramatic and it was uh it was it was fun to see for sure, yeah. That you know, I, I I was joking with Patrick before we called you that that. Oh, I'm glad you guys. <laughs> was your dad happy, George? Did, did your dad get? Say, say that again. Was he into it? My was dad, your dad into it? Was well, my 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 dad. I don't. My no, dad, you were watching with So I was watching with my father-in-law. My okay. So get this. So my father-in-law and I watch it on watch the men on Friday night together, right? On Saturday night, I I wasn't able to watch the women live because I was out with my family. So I come back to to the vacation house where my father-in-law was, and he's there with one of his sons, one of my brothers-in-law, who's kind of a big hunter, you know, and likes football and all that sort of thing. And I kind of jokingly said to them, hey, did y'all watch the women's track meet tonight? And my father-in-law looks at me and goes, yes, yes, we did. And he tells me, like, (laughs) fills me in on the whole thing. And he was fired up. That's good. I like I like to hear that. I just know your your dad's also a UGA guy, which I want to bring up. Oh yeah, my dad's also my, my dad my dad would have loved to have watched it. So my dad was a was a state uh, state eight hundred meter champion back in the day. So uh, so he 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 would have loved watching uh, watching Georgia do so well. So yeah yeah. And my and my if my wife was on the podcast right now, she would also want me to remind everyone that I do have a degree from the University of Georgia that took me more than twice as long to get than it did to get my degree from Georgia Tech. <laughs> I feel like, so. I feel like you liked Georgia so much, but you, you don't, you can't quite admit it, but you wanted to stay there longer. Yeah. Maybe, I think yeah, that yeah. was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, Hey, well, but it, was, it was, it was good. And oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to you, man. I mean, you know, like, like you said, that, that, that trying to help every little, little extra bit. So, you know, there, there's, there's only slightly better than y'all could have done. And like you said, when you combine the two teams together, Georgia was far and away the best overall squad. Thanks, man. It was, it was fun to help out. It's fun to be with mom and mater. It meant, meant a lot from that respect. And, uh, and I think I talk to people like I getting to help, the Olympic team every four years is really fun and, and I'll always I'll do it as long as I can but you know it's your 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 alma mater is a different kind of place in your heart it's pretty it was really it was awesome right on man very good absolutely and, and speaking of kind of, of Georgia's you know strong performance this this weekend it's interesting because when I was in school you know in 2007 2008 2009 Georgia was a strong program for sure 
but I don't think anybody foresaw this coming. Um, you know, what, looking back over the last eight to ten years or so, what would you attribute the the, this, the rise in, in their their kind of overall prestige over the last several years? Is it is it different coaching, um, different you know strategies, yeah. training athletes, it's better sports medicine? No, nah, it's easy to track. Uh, in two thousand and I think it was eight, um, maybe seven. The then head coach hired Petros Kipriani um, from Boise State, and he was a, a multi-coach, and he started to immediately make an impact with Americans and foreigners winning titles in the heptathlon and the high jump. The, the long, he was he's an amazing multi and jumps coach. And three years ago, uh, Greg McGarity, um, as AD, brought him on as the head coach, and it was. Uh, Maybe it was a little bit controversial, but he'd been there assistant long enough. And in these three years that he's been the head coach, the, the girls have finished third, second, now first. The guys have finished uh, sixth, fourth, third, and then first. So him coming on as the head coach has made all the difference. He, he, he kept some amazing coaches on staff. Don Babbitt is one of the leading throws coaches in the world, and he, he stayed um, brought in some amazing sprint coaches, a new director of operations, um, and and that's made all the difference. His his the what his athletes produce, how well we recruit now, and it's it. I mean, it has it's it's been a process, but it's still fairly quick to go from being just a good SEC school to being up there now with Florida and Texas A and M and Oregon, these schools that are, are vying for a national championship. So Petros definitely deserves the, uh, the credit along with the rest of his staff. Right on. Right on. Very cool, Josh. We appreciate you making time for us, man. You sound like you might have picked up a cold out there or something. <laughs> man, it was na- It hailed on Saturday, man. It, it rained, and it was nasty. So I, a, little, a little cough, but I'll be okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, get some rest, man, and thanks again. We appreciate it. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for the podcast, guys. Keep it up. All right, Josh, we'll talk more soon, man. And that'll do it for this extra edition of the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with our regular podcast this Sunday, and so do be sure to stay tuned for that. The Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast is brought to you by ITL Coaching and Performance. You can find ITL Coaching and Performance at itlcoaching.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash itlcoachingandperformance, or on Twitter at itlcoaching. We're also brought to you by Casey the Travel Planner. You can reach out to her at caseytravelplanner at gmail.com or on her website, caseytravelplanner.com. Once again, thanks for joining us. This is George Darden on behalf of Patrick Ollinger. We'll see you next time on the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast.